Good morning. I'm Kelvin Thompson from here at UCF's Center for Distributed Learning, and I'd like to welcome you to online course quality, tuning up your course with the online course quick check, part of UCF's faculty seminars and online teaching. Our intention at each of these 30-minute seminars is to provide a brief treatment of a topic relevant to online teaching while connecting our participants to an array of resources for more detailed follow-up after the fact. Today's seminar will be successful in our view if you walk away with at least one new idea that you can put into action in your online teaching. And as a reminder, at the end of today's formal 30-minute session, you have the option of sticking around for some extended discussion with our presenters if your schedules allow. I'd like to acknowledge the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, uh, 9, 10 or so folks with us face-to-face, -face, as well as the 20 folks joining us online via Adobe Connect. Our online participants are in great hands with Beth Nettles as our online moderator and Ed Boyko uh, ensuring technical quality. Those of you who are here physically have found a couple of items at your seat. Um, you should uh, have the actual online course quick check document and a feedback uh, form for uh, giving us input for after the session. Uh, and, and we also have on the board for you guys the, uh, the URL to the seminar page, which has all the uh, resources electronically there. Oh, you also have the references um, page as well. Those of you online should have all of those, those documents um, linked electronically in Adobe Connect. Uh, in the feedback form for today's session, online or face-to-face, -face, feel free to share any unanswered questions you have or any relevant ideas or resources that would benefit others, and we'll follow up with these after the session. Also, uh, should you have interest beyond today in talking more about online course quality, uh, we are contemplating offering some, just some informal uh, like lunch and learn kind of discussion groups around this topic. So we'll be circulating a, uh, a little sign-up sheet for that as well. And if you haven't filled out the, the sign-in form for today's session, uh, we'll get that circulating around. Uh, please join me in welcoming today's speakers, Bill Phillips and Susan Ritchie. Well, I guess that means we're on. I guess. <clears throat> Thank you all for, uh, for coming. And I, I hope to be able to, to share with you some uh, something that uh, that could help improve the quality of your course uh, and your, your your online teaching and learning. Um, it, this is not going to be a distinctly Canvas session. I know there were some requests early on that people wanted to come and learn more about Canvas. We're going to talk about Canvas, uh, and if we have time uh, at the end after we finish, if you have specific questions, of course we we can help you with some. Uh, how you doing? Help you with some uh, Canvas questions. But I know uh, Canvas people were just here this week um, and, uh, and, and uh, last week. This week? Last week. Last week. And, and, um, and we had three uh, great sessions with them. We had some side sessions with the technical people and whatnot. But um, it's the first time that a vendor has come to our campus to talk to faculty about you know, what's driving the product and, and how they can improve it. Uh, with the exception of when we had the three open sessions when they uh, came to demo their product, but but it was some it was really good uh, feedback from the faculty. A lot of nitpicking, a lot of problems, a lot of issues, a lot of positive, a lot of uh, uh, comments. I like this, I like that, blah blah blah. And Canvas, we're working on this, we're doing that. So 
all in all, I think it was a pretty good session. Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, something that we've been working on for quite a while. And uh, if I can turn off the mic or if I can just model just a little bit and say, this is based on the Jiffy Lube concept. <laughs> but it's also, it's called the Quick Lube concept. And, and you'll hear more about that uh, in just a minute. And uh, we noticed that uh, we'd like to welcome the online community. Uh, they are already chatting it up and, and forming a little uh, learning community. And Beth is going to uh, moderate that. Um, we're going to use, if you want to take a look at the course Quick Check, the handout that you have, and online there's a link for those of us, Beth, that, did you post that online? They're, they're in the web links pod. Okay, okay. Um, and we're going to use the following uh, criteria. We're going to break them down into objectives, uh, content, and activities. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, content and activities, interaction, assessment, and support. We're going to dissect each one of those uh, here in just a minute. Ed? Ed is my friend that's, that's, that's controlling my clicker for me today. So they won't let me touch the mouse. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about quality. Um, everybody has a different opinion, a different idea of, of quality and what, what makes a quality online course. Uh, could it be student satisfaction? Could it be standards or metrics that you measure the course by? Uh, reflective practice, it's always compared to face-to-face, -to -face, right? Good or bad or indifferent. Uh, enrollment retention, do you have a lot of drops in your, in your uh, online class? The rigor of the course, uh, we're going to speak to that uh, later uh, when Susan comes up. And the student or the course dynamics, always a factor. Now what we're trying to present today is really just a practical, it's actually, the, the key words are quick and essential, but it's a practical, action-oriented tool to be able to help you improve your course. Okay, Ed, here's the, here's the catchy part, okay? You drive your course in, you pop the hood, we replace, update, or install new parts, tools, or strategies to raise the measure of the quality in the course. Simple. We want to do it in 30 minutes or less. That's the guarantee, right? Okay. Um, we ran Susan's uh, <coughs> women's health issues through the course, and she said it took her 32.3 seconds. 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes. Okay. Um, but again, how many of you, I know some of you have been teaching online quite some time. How many of you are teaching a course today that, that at one point was in WebCT3? Okay. And that course has been migrated now twice Okay, into Canvas. So one of our goals is now that we're, we're dealing with a new learning management system, one of our goals with the Quick Check is to bring that course up to standards to meet the technology and, and the requirements that Canvas puts upon us. In other words, let's, let's get it out of that WebCT and let's, let's raise the standards. Okay? Good. This is a, uh, a, a famous uh, educator who's <laughs> standing in the back of the room, and I stole one of his, one of his uh, 
piece of his writing, and I'm not going to read it to you, but we all know that each course has nuances that make it distinctive, okay? The, the students are, are graduates, they're undergraduates. The uh, rigor of the content, is it required or not required, you know? And all of those factors contribute to what becomes your online course in action, correct? Ed? Okay, so now it's time for you to answer a couple of questions. Again, I'm not going to read these to you, but, but let, how about some ideas? Any ideas from the online community of why you're here? What, what do you hope to gain from this session? Probably the face-to-face -face folks could talk first, probably. It'll take the online folks a little while to type it. Well, they're still saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So maybe you guys face-to-face, -face, you know, in any of these things. Why, why are you here? I don't teach completely online. I do yeah. the mixed mode. So I want to make sure that the, the online portion is, is effective and not as complicated as it seems to be. Okay. Good, good question. She wants to she wants to make sure she teaches an M course, and I'm repeating this so that so that we be sure that they can hear. Uh, she teaches an M course, and she wants to make sure that the online portion of the course is as good as it can be to reflect what happens in the in the classroom. And and that's not an easy task by any means. I know many of you have had to to face that juncture, and it's not easy. What do I give them face to face? What do I give them online? Anything else? Joe? I'm still uh, becoming accustomed to Canvas, and I want to make sure that I'm using it to the best of its potential and my potential, so I really want to improve my course. Okay. That's, that's one of the goals of the quick check. She wants to make sure that her course is, is uh, uh, technically and pedagogically up to snuff in terms of the new LMS. Is that, did I rephrase that okay? All right. Good. Ed? Oh, did the online? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Maximize my online content with students offering a compelling experience, uh, video presentations, ADA compliant, very important. You know, I just heard the other day that exponentially the number of, of uh, student requests going through uh, uh, Student Disability Services, SDS, is, is growing every semester. And I'm sure you all are seeing that in your classes with a request from, from students. Uh, anything else? Um, More student engagement with material. Student engagement, good, mm -hmm. good. Activities and, uh, and interaction. Um, let's start with objectives. Uh, Ed, oh, you're already heading. Back up one. Um, we want to start with a, with, a, with strong course objectives, and I know many of you have, have uh, department-prescribed course objectives when you start teaching this course. Um, we find that some disciplines uh, use course objectives more than others. That's fine, but we want to start with some good course objectives that are measurable and, and that can be reflected down the line in your assignments and your activities. Ed? <clears throat> The content and the activities. This is where we get into uh, uh, FERPA, uh, ADA compliant, the Faculty Center, Provost. Uh, uh, many of you, many of your departments uh, 
have a syllabus model that they require. Uh, some use the straight uh, uh, faculty center or the provost model, I call it. Uh, others, we're not sure what they do. Okay, um, But we'd like to improve that syllabus and make sure that everything the student, student needs is there and that expectations for you and for the student are outlined in that syllabus. Um, UCF's Materia. Uh, any of y'all use Materia? Used to be called... Cognito. Cognito, thank you. It was a copyright issue. And they had to get rid of Cognito. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Ed? Next one is interaction. One of the most important, I don't know if you remember Moore, Moore was uh, um, a real fan of the student-to-student, student, student-to-content, student-to-teacher interaction. And, and uh, uh, even if you go into uh, a lot of the other uh, research in the history uh, or the literature of the field, you'll find that uh, interaction becomes a key factor in a successful online course. In Canvas now, you can use discussion, conversations, which they did tell us last week, uh, they're working on conversations, it's email, okay, to improve it. So we know that you've been struggling with no subject line. Yeah, in, in, uh, yeah. it's coming, it's coming. Um, and then feedback and surveys, conferences and collaborations. Analytics is in the tool right now, Canvas. It's not very robust, but it is, it's getting there. And they promise to, to, to be working on that uh, too. Yeah. Assessments. Assessments can take on uh, many different qualities and features. Uh, the, quiz, the quiz and the survey tool, of course, is probably the main uh, way to assess students. But you can also assess students using other assignment tools, uh, discussions, collaborations, or what I re repetitively just say again, assignments, as in turn in a uh, paper, turn in an assignment, whatever it might be. Ed? Probably um, the most important, I said last but not least, um, do you have a clear start and finish point to the course? Is the student going to know next week when the course is over? Probably, probably will. Okay. Do they know when the course starts and how to start it? Hence, a few years ago, we started using a button called Start Here. Okay. I don't know if you still have that in your in your Canvas section or not. Um, timely communication and grading. That's easy for me to say if I'm only teaching 25 students. Okay. If I'm teaching 250. Timely communication becomes a monster, okay, and great. Uh, technology support. Where do you send the students for technology support? Make sure that they know where they can get their support. You don't want to be doing that all the time. Does the technology work? The same as checking a link to make sure the link is active. Does the technology tool that you're using in Canvas work? Do you know how to use it? Okay. Optimum usability, I think that's uh, the comment that we're seeing. Uh, Joe, you mentioned that. I want to be able to optimize uh, Canvas to the point where it's beneficial and, and effective. Um, a clear routine or pace. Susan Ritchie, who's going to uh, come and present to us in just a minute, um, has an incredibly organized routine to her course. So every day of every week, you know what you're going to be doing. Um, and then 
I think that support is the key to a course running smoothly, making it work. Any comments? Any questions? Anything online? Ed? I'm going to turn it over to Susan and let her talk a little about it. That's fine. Her uh, women's health issues course. Speak loudly for our online audience, too, because they're far away. Okay. <laughs> That's not usually been a problem. I'm Susan Ritchie from the College of Nursing and have a taught and developed seven different online courses, not that I'm, you know, the expert. Uh, but Bill asked me to come and sort of link the tool that was developed to a course that I teach and, you know, sort of as a guinea pig, how would you use this tool and what did you look for in the class? And I'll be straight up and honest with you, at, at first I thought, mm, I don't know about this, but uh, now that I have used it, I will do it with every single one of my courses to find out if it is you know, the quality that we should be all putting out, you know, as faculty. Um, my Women's Health Issues course is an elective in the College of Nursing, and uh, typically I have a very heterogeneous group. I have RNs that are in there. I have basic nursing students, accelerated students, concurrent students, so it is a mixture. And it is also open to women's studies students, uh, social work, it is an elective for a lot of different disciplines within the College of Nursing. It is a very popular course, uh, usually within an hour, once it hits the uh, schedule, it's done. I mean, and I've opened up several sections to it, too. Uh, using the tool that Bill gave and he just went through was objectives, the first thing. And the first thing I looked at were, what level of objective am I using? Notice it's a 4,000 level course, so therefore, you know, your K through 12 would be using, you know, your knowledge and comprehension uh, level in Bloom's taxonomy. But if, at this point in time, obviously, the objectives need to be application, synthesis, evaluation, you know, your higher level type of objectives. And indeed, my objectives did uh, meet that higher level. And Susan, you speak just a little bit louder. Our online folks are saying they're having a little bit hard time hearing. Okay. Uh, shall I project it this yeah, way? Yeah. Okay. Um, the second thing that I looked at in the course, of course, is there a link from the objectives to the content and activities uh, within the course itself? And uh, yes, in, in fact, there was. Uh, linkage of the course objectives, such things as I require three field trips in uh, this course. The first one, they have to interview a woman with a chronic health condition such as uh, lupus, diabetes, arthritis, something like that. There's a series of questions, and then they share that interview with their peers within the class. That's one of the field trips. A second field trip, which is one that usually gets a lot of discussion, is I force them to go to CVS or uh, some drugstore, and they have to go to the over-the-counter contraceptive shelf, and they have to give me at least three examples, what's the cost, and then they have to analyze. Most college students have never been to that uh, particular shelf, and it's a little embarrassing at first, but the analysis that they find out is, yeah, they are kind of costly. You know, maybe that's why we have so many unintended pregnancies. The third field trip is they have to select and go to a, uh, a facility, a healthcare agency, or it could be curves, some agency organization that offers women's health services. They have a series of questions to answer. They actually physically have to go there 
interview a staff member because the entire report has to be dripping with adjectives. They have to convince me from the how many trees were in the parking lot, how many parking spaces, what color were the walls, how many exam rooms, what were the credentials of the people there, which is stuff you can't get off a website. And then they once again post that and they share that. And this is an excuse sometimes for some of them to go to what we call, you know, uh, forbidden uh, agencies such as an abortion clinic, uh, such as an infertility clinic, to find out more to expand their horizons. So those are the three field trips to connect to objectives uh, in my course. The other thing is they do a self-analysis. College students love to learn about themselves. So the very first two, uh, two modules in the course, they have to do a, fill out a survey about their health habits. And then they compile a personal action plan. These are my issues, and this is what I'm going to do over the next four months to make the improvement in that. And we follow them throughout the course, and at the very end, they kind of give us an analysis. If it was weight loss, if it was stress, whatever it was, then at the end, they sort of give a report in the very last module of that. And I also give them weekly uh, web links so they can go out and explore topics uh, and then share them with us and uh, analyze those websites. Third thing, interaction. Surprisingly, that was a, uh, a kind of a strong suit in my course. There were other, other weak areas, but in interaction, uh, that, was, that was fairly good. They have weekly current events. I post a weekly current event that has something to do with a women's health topic, and it encourages debate. Whatever I put on has got to be controversial. So that really gets the discussions going. Minimally, I have them post at a minimum of five times each week, but guess what? Some students are posting 12, 15, 25 times. Some of them tell me they can't wait to get into the class to find out what's going on, and that is a good thing. That, that's a really good thing in a web class. Um, they have weekly student-to-student -student discussions because they have to respond to two of their peers every week in whatever discussion they have. I have a video stream in the very beginning of the course itself that introduces me and I talk about the overview of the course so they can actually put a name with a face other than, you know, just my little picture that's in the course itself. They share their field trip experiences uh, with each other and every time there is an assignment due, they get an announcement from me that says this is just a gentle reminder of the course or the assignment that is due on so-and-so so day. So there's a constant thing that they don't have to sort of remember everything. Students post their bios the very first week, just a little paragraph about themselves. Are they a registered nurse, worked 20 years? Is this a basic nursing student that's just beginning? Is this a social work student? And I just love the richness of that group because it's such an eclectic group and everyone has a different perspective and point of view in the course itself. It, it's great. I love it. And finally, uh, the instantaneous nature of Canvas is something I brought up actually at the meeting last Thursday uh, when Canvas representatives were there. I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, I guess I'm sort of used to once I, I post something, usually there's a day or two before you hear from a student, you know, I don't listen. But now, within minutes, you put a grade down, you get, boom, you know, like an instant message back, you know, why is my grade different? And, you know, I'm, I'm just not used to that in-your-face sort of thing. And many times, I really haven't looked at the big picture. 
sometimes if they get a if they a poor grade is posted, if they had the weekend to kind of chew on it, think about it, process it, then they're not nearly as angry within minutes once they look at something. So that I'm still trying to uh, you know grapple with in my course. Under assessments, the uh, the next uh, tenet that uh, Bill came up with was every week they have a ten point uh, quiz that's to reinforce the content that they are going over, it's automatically graded for them so they get immediate feedback. I give them a pre-test on every single one of the content areas that they have. I cover cancer, cardiovascular disease, violence in women, um, you name it. And they have a pre-test of usually 10 questions. It isn't part of their grade, but just to kind of assess their knowledge prior to. And uh, that sort of, once again, then they will post in discussions and say, you know, on that quiz on aging and menopause, geez, I, I didn't realize I didn't that not all people go to nursing homes when they turn 65. You know, that was their erroneous perception. So it really can be an enlightening on their part. Uh, they have an essay final uh, to cover topics. They get to select, I put out 10 different questions. They select five in which to uh, respond to. Uh, Bill talked a moment ago about your uh, disability uh, office student services there, and, and he's right. More and more, I'm getting a lot more of those students. And um, what I'm doing for that is expanding the time for their quizzes and expanding the time also for their uh, final exam. And that way I don't have you know anything in particular to... Uh, just a note on that, I have several students like that in my class, and one of the problems they seems to be is in the assessments, in the quizzes, if you have like a multiple choice or, um, you know, pick from these these four, these four things, which right. that, they have a hard time with that. The reader doesn't work quite right that they have on their, um, so there, you know, in, in addition to giving extended time, you sometimes need to, be, you know, come up with a different format for Okay. That's a good. That's a good point. She's having. I'll repeat for the 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 web uh, folks. She's having a hard time with uh, uh, mitigating quizzes because or moderating quizzes because students have with disability have a hard time selecting multiple choice questions. Stick around and let's talk about that uh, when we're finished. That's a good. That's a good point. Susan. Okay. And the fact. The last thing under assessment is the students get immediate feedback on their little weekly quizzes. Their assignments, they get their feedback within 24 hours. So uh, I do try to get things back to them. The final thing is support. One of the modules I have is women in violence. And obviously, since the, my audience mostly are women from various uh, disciplines, this is sort of uh, the support that many of them need without judgment. And much of the time, it's an open forum. And many of them have left abusive relationships. Some are still in abusive relationships. I have shared with Bill many a time where a student or many students have written, I was not aware of all of the implications of this relationship. And once I took your course and discovered, and I left it. And so I feel good in the fact that we have educated women that, you know, it's not their fault and they need, they need not put up with that abuse. Uh, tech support contact uh, information is within the course itself. And I put in what I term a nurse's lounge. And this is sort of like passing notes in class and the gossip and the socialization between students. I do not access it. And they can, you know, write in there, this instructor is mean and terrible and we hate her, you know. 
and I, and I will never know what, what is in that particular thing. So they do have a forum in which to set up uh, study groups or whatever they'd like to do together. And I think that's you know a good thing. And um, he talked about organization earlier. Uh, I, I'm sort of uh, from the perspective, it's week one, it's module one, it's quiz one. Everything for that week is the same number. So there isn't that confusion about, well, I'm on discussion, I'm on, where am I? Week two, 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 two. Everything has the same number. So it's uh, very methodical in that respect. Uh, and they do, you know, a quiz each week, uh, a module each week, and the numbers match up. So I think that the student kind of knows flow through. When they have their three assignments that are outside of the weekly things, that is when they get the gentle reminder, you know, when it occurs. So quickly, uh, that was mine in a nutshell as far as uh, tuning up my course. Uh, one thing I did find that I didn't really have, I didn't have a rubric for my one of the term papers, so that's something I will find. Susan, I want to put you on the spot before Bill comes sure. back up. So, you know, okay, Bill's advocate. This is not rocket science. We've heard of objectives and content and interaction and assessment and support. I mean, what, have you been teaching this course for like, you know, two semesters? How long have you been teaching this course? Um, actually, you and I uh, started this <laughs> course, uh, was it 1990? Yeah, it wasn't, well, maybe like, yeah, probably 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It just seems like it's 1990. So, my point is, you've been teaching this course for a while. Foundational things, but could you just talk for a second about what was that like looking at this foundational stuff through a course that you've been teaching for a long time? Was it in, I mean, was it eye opening in, in some way? What was that process like? I know it was brief, but what was it like? Uh, I could share with the group here when I first met this gentleman over here, and he was my instructional designer, and I had taught this course on uh, not online but face to face for a few years. And I just brought in my PowerPoint, put it on his desk, and said, well, we'll just upload all this stuff and, you know, here we go. And right. he was very patient with me, listened to me for a while, and then finally he said, no, this is not how this online courses go. Uh, you've got to have interactive things. You can't just throw PowerPoint up and expect students, you know. And I think you turned it a, a boring page turner, a boring <laughs> page turner. No, you can't do this. So, yes, from the very, very beginning, um, you sort of helped me. Uh, and, you know, Bill has been my instructional designer, I guess, for about the last uh, 10 years. And uh, this course has been brought up to, you know, higher heights. Yes. Kind of piggyback off Kelvin's comment. You say you do a 10-item quiz each week. Yes. But you're dealing with higher order objectives. Uh, how do you correlate multiple choice, which I normally correlate with knowledge level or very simple uh, procedural level stuff, with your higher order objectives? Uh, well, in, in most cases, uh, what I'm trying to get them to do is to just kind of remember the material. Now, okay. in that particular case, you can't. My final exam essay, sure. yes, that is analysis, synthesis, evaluation. I, what I find is if you don't sort of hold them responsible for something, then they never, oh, I, they I never buy the book, they never read anything. So <laughs> if they know they're going to have to have something every week. Yeah, my only concern is that you clearly have a lockstep kind of group-based configuration with your weekly activities. Right. If someone can regurgitate the knowledge, but they really haven't got that higher order objective, uh, it, it, they might get over the end and realize, whoops, I've, I've missed 
the intent of the objectives, which were much more. I'm important. really trying to capture more in the other assignments, okay. uh, the higher level objectives. I, I linked each objective to the activities. They have a, an APA term paper to do in the course. They've got the field trips to do, analysis of some of their okay. trips, and they have that personal action plan that they have to essentially look at themselves and hold the mirror up and find out what's wrong with them, and then actually initiate action in the next four months. Right. And as a reminder, we'll get into a, a, few, a little bit more extended uh, QA after our, our formal oh, session, but sorry. Bill's gonna, just gonna wrap us up okay. with a quick check before yeah, we'll, we... We'll get back get into your question, hold that question because some people will have to, to leave right at the 30-minute mark. We're this is, this is I'm going to drop, uh, Ed, if you want to uh, hit the slide. Um, we're going to, if you imagine an inverted pyramid, okay, and the pointy part, which is on the bottom, uh, Kelvin calls the pointy part. We're going to get to the pointy part right now. And that's the actual quick check that we're offering for, for you uh, to, to improve your course. For free. For week. free. For free. <laughs> Just this week. Now, remember, there's a, several ways to do it. Um, uh, Susan did hers herself, and she came back to me, and we compared notes, okay? And that seemed to work just fine. Another way is you can pull a peer in, and you and the peer can review each other's course, compare notes, and go from there. If you want to bring your instructional designer in to the equation, that's fine, too. Uh, you can lean on your instructional designer and ask them to do the quick check for you if, if you want a, a more open interpretation of your course. Either way is fine with us. Try it yourself. If you need help, contact your instructional designer. Uh, it, it is on the on the link on the the Bitly link that we have up there. But I would recommend that after you do the the quick check, which again 30 minutes or less, okay, and you can always come back for refills, okay. Um, but you need to create a schedule for improvement. If you have things that you need to improve, create a schedule. Remember. When you graduated from IDL 6543, a lot of you uh, left with a, uh, a checklist to, uh, of things to finish next semester on your course. Same sort of thing. That's what we're recommending. Ed? So drive it in. Let us check under the hood and see what's going on. We're going to fast forward, Ed. Any questions? Resources are online. Uh, the resources that you have, the, the, there's references and resources. And then we also have the quick check online. And for those who are able to stick around, um, uh, you'll be free to do that. Let me just kind of give you a couple of closing instructions first. Please join me in thanking Susan and Bill. <laughs> especially Susan. Especially Susan. Yeah, that's right. Uh, before you go, please do complete the session feedback form as this does help us continue to improve each of these seminars. And again, if you have any unanswered questions or ideas you wish to share, just include those in the session feedback form, and we will follow up with everybody in our follow-up email. I'll get a compilation of those things out to you. Uh, if you haven't filled in the sign-in sheet that's going around, feel free to do that before you go. And let me direct your attention again, as, as Bill just said, to the session webpage, which is uh, in our face-to-face -face room. It's on the whiteboard here. Um, uh, online, it's the, uh, the presentation materials link in the pod there. Because uh, there's many resources from today's seminar and uh, <coughs> slides uh, already up there, and it'll have recordings from today's session up probably later today or tomorrow, and you'll receive a follow-up email with a link to this site. Uh, look for future seminars in the coming semesters. If you have ideas or topics you would like for us to address, please include those in the session feedback form. Um, I want to say thanks for participating and have a great day, but as announced, earlier, you want to stick around, just give us a second to transition, some people need to get going, and then we'll just kind of have a, a loose, um, 
ongoing uh, Q&A for anybody who's able to stick around, okay? Thanks, you guys have a great day. And I'd like to say one more thing to our online uh, visitors because there are questions that are popping up online. We will get back to you and we will facilitate those, uh, those questions, those answers as soon as we can, okay? Thank you. Thanks.